IRS notices can be intimidating, but waiting to act could cost you your valuable taxpayer rights. Don't try to handle the IRS alone. These agents are trained to track you into agreements designed to collect as much money as possible. Don't pay thousands of dollars to a marketing company claiming to be a tax resolution firm. Get behind the shield. The enrolled agents at Elite Aid Tax and Financial Services are experts at tax resolution, protecting taxpayers' rights, and are federally licensed to represent taxpayers before the IRS. Elite Aid Tax and Financial Services has the knowledge, skill, and experience to assist you with audit representation, liens, levies, offers and compromise, innocent spouse relief, wage garnishment, back taxes, and more. Don't lose sleep, time, or your rights as a taxpayer. Make your appointment today at EliteAidFinancial.com to schedule a consultation and get the IRS off your back. Get behind the shield. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to this week's episode of Entrepreneurship Happens with me, your host, T. Marlene, and our co-host, Castor Troy. This week's episode, we talk to Tammy Johnston, the kick-ass coach. She'll talk about her journey and how she decided to help others kick it in the rear and get started on their entrepreneurial journey the right way. Hope you find a lot of lessons, take notes, and enjoy. Well, do our listeners a big favor and introduce yourself and tell us what you do. So I am Tammy Johnston of KSA Business, and I am the hold your hand and kick your ass business coach. I've been working with small businesses for over 20 years, and I specialize in working with small businesses, solopreneurs as early in their journey as possible, like idea stage up to two years, because that's where I can have the most impact. Because I am on a mission to drastically improve the horrifying and unnecessary failure rate of new businesses. Oh, okay. I love that. I love that. I love that. And that's important. It is. Definitely. So so why did you start kicking people ass in their entrepreneurial journey? <laughs> well, because a lot of it is actually just my personality. And my clients are the ones that name me the kick your, hold your hand and kick your ass business coach. Because I love them and I support them and I give them all that, but I'll give them the good swift kick in the butt when they need it to get stuff done. Because a lot of the time, the biggest person in our way is us. Yes, yes, yes. Definitely. I agree with you. So when and how did you take the leap? Um, You said you've been in the business for 20 years. When did um, you decide to go into entrepreneurship? Well, I've actually been in financial services for over 30 years now, and I spent like the first nine years of my career um, as an employee and like running different agencies and that. And then actually what happened is I got fired from a job I absolutely hated, and it was the best thing ever because I was already looking for another job, um, interviewing like one more week, and I would have gone to another place with a pay raise and all of that good stuff but it just would have been same shit different pile and I got called into my boss's office and I got fired and he expected me to be like all upset and shocked and that and I just had this wonderful warm feeling that came over me and this weight lifted from my shoulders 
And I'm going, I never have to work for another creepy, incompetent old man again. I'm finally going to start my own business because I'd had people for years going, Tammy, you need to, you need to become an agent. You need to get into doing this. You'd be really, really good at it. You'd make more money. And I kept going, well, I'm young, I'm blonde, I'm female. Like, yeah, no, everybody expects an old white man with gray hair to give them like their money and investing advice and stuff. But when I was fired, I decided to take the leap and I started attracting a lot of people that were running their own businesses, small businesses and stuff. And I'd sit down with them and start going through their, their personal stuff and find out that they needed a lot of help with their business stuff. And that is something that I've been studying since I was seven years old. It's something that I had to help my agents with that. Like, how do you build your business? How do you fix the problems? How do you like structure your day? How do you, how do you market? How do you do all of these things? So I'd start helping them with that and they started doing better and they were happier. They started sending me referrals and I had a lot of greedy, motivated self-interest in it because broke people can't afford insurance or investments. So if I can help them make more money, they have (laughs) money for insurance and investments. So it worked out and I was having a lot of fun and I was getting a lot more of them in and I'm going, okay, I need to leverage my time here a little bit. So rather than spending all my time working one-on-one with them, I created my first small business class and had people come in and I teach them all the basic foundational pieces they need to know to get a business up and running and running it successfully. Mm -hmm. And so I've been teaching small business for over 18 years now. So what do you love most about it? What do I love? Business when it is done right is like one of the most beautiful things that you can do because it gives people the control. It allows them to serve themselves, their family, their community, their customers. It it creates something beautiful. It gives people flexibility over their time and what do they want to do. Like one of the many reasons why I decided to, okay, I'm finally going to start my business when I was getting fired is my husband and I were talking about starting our family and I'm going, I do not want to have a child and then have to get them up at five o'clock in the morning so I can get them dressed so I can drop them off at daycare at 630 in the morning mm-hmm. and then go to a job I can barely stand working for horrible people that I have no say over who I'm dealing with and then pick her up or picking her up at like 530 at night, taking her home, maybe seeing her for like half an hour before she goes to bed and like, what's the point of being a parent? So I'm going, if I set up my own business, I can have that work into my life. I can, I can decide when I'm going to be working in that. And I've been doing that for like, my daughter's literally, her birthday is today. She's 20. So I've built a business through pregnancy and I do not know how women repeat that process. I did not like it. Um, I took, 30 hours of mat leave. Um, my do- I missed teaching one class because that's literally the day I gave birth. My, co- my daughter was seeing clients with me before she was two days old. She did her first trade show with me when she was two weeks old. She did her first class with me when she was one week old. And we just went along with it. I was able to be pizza mom and field trip mom <laughs> and deal with all of that stuff. 
And my, like I had, cl- I have clients that literally went through my pregnancy with me and they, they pat my be- my belly for good luck. And then when I'd show up after I had my daughter, they go, here, can I help you? Can I cuddle the baby for you? Oh, here you go. <laughs> and they <laughs> cuddle, cuddle my daughter while we're going through and doing all of their stuff. And it was just, I have been able to have my life the way I want, because I don't work for anybody else. I work for me and I choose who I'm working with. I love that. I love that. So what do you find most challenging about being an entrepreneur? Well, there's so many different, different challenges and it kind of depends on what type of entrepreneur you are. So in my many decades of going through and doing this, I found that there's two main types of people that go into entrepreneurship. And the majority, like 60 to 70%, I found are what I call the bunny rabbits. They're the idea people. They're the marketers. They're typically very extroverted. They don't have a problem talking to people. They're really good at connecting. Like they love networking and marketing. They have no problem making the sale. Their problem is actually getting themselves back to the office or the store or the shop and getting it delivered because, well, that's, that's, that's disorganized. And there's all those things there that I need to do. And I can have so much fun going out and making more sales. So their problem (laughs) is on the back end and actually getting it delivered on. So they have different challenges that I help them with. And then there's the other um, type and that's more myself. And I call those my owls and that's like 30 to 40%. And we will absolutely knock your socks off you give us a job you are going to be blown away all of our back end is properly looked after our we don't have any problem with our taxes because everything's filed and neat and tidy and done properly um but our problem is you want me to actually go out and talk to another human being and tell (laughs) them how i help them well then you better have the defibrillators handy because they're going to go into coronary so depending on what that what they are, they need to be working on different things. And all businesses, it doesn't matter, product, industry, service, whatever it is, they all have to have the same eight foundational pieces. All entrepreneurs come in with a couple of them. And there's a few that they know that they're not very good at. And then there's the things that they don't even know that they don't even know. And right. the more of those pieces that you're missing the more likely it is you're going to you're you're going to fail. So I work on making sure that they've got all eight of those pieces put together so that they can go on to first survive the first two years because the um the failure rate is astronomical. Like I was just right. double checking on um the US Bureau stats and stuff like that. And they're saying 50% of businesses fail within the first two years. And I'm going yeah, but how many people started businesses in their home that weren't even listed in your right. official stuff because they're not brick and mortar or they haven't right. incorporated? And those typically do not make it past the two-year mark because they don't. People are going, I build it. They should come. Well, do they know <laughs> about it? And then even if they do come, can you deliver on it? Like there's right. so many different different pieces that I've seen in in 30 years of working with small business owners um, first as an employee that was supposed to be supporting them. And then as a fellow entrepreneur, that's been teaching and supporting them and and helping them. 
the failure rate if they're trying to do it on their own mm-hmm. is astronomical. Like when I worked um, as the employee that was supporting them, like one of my jobs was like to hire them and train them and like any problems, whatever they had, had to fix. And there was a running bet on whenever a new agent would come in on how long that they would last. And it was literally, we would get, we would get 10 new people in and most of them wouldn't last six months, let alone right. two years. Right. And we could, we got pretty good at figuring out very quickly who are the ones that were likely to make it and who are the ones that weren't like, it was pretty mm. obvious in a lot of cases. That's crazy. Now for our listeners, can you go ahead and tell us what the eight pieces are that every business should have? Oh, of course. Okay. So first off, you need to have like your, your goals and your mindset. That's the big one because employees and entrepreneurs, the, the way that they have to think to be successful is like diametrically opposed in a lot of ways. So you have to have your goals and your mindset habits. Like one of the biggest challenges that both sides, like the bunny rabbits and the owls have is when you have a job, you have somebody else telling you what you need to do, when you need to do it, where mm-hmm. you need to do it and all that stuff. And while that is um, a pain in the tuchus, it's also um, very reassuring because you don't have to figure that out. And when they step into their own business, they don't know what to do. And it's so easy right. to just get sucked into things and whatever's fun and easy and they don't know what's important and what isn't. And so the, all of that stuff. So habits is number two. Then we have marketing because no sales, no business. Right. And there's there's 29 different ways that you can market your business and you don't need to do all of them. In fact, if you try to do all of them, you'll go crazy. <laughs> you just need to find like two or three that work for you and right. your business. And then here's the important part. Consistently do them. Right. And also because my my passion is helping the new people, the bootstrappers, how do you do it effectively and affordably? Because yeah. there's so many ways, like you go onto social media and you put in that you've, you're you running a business and, and you will instantly start seeing the ads and having all of these coaches and stuff sliding right. into your DM and, and, and give me $10,000 American and I'll show you how to set up <laughs> Facebook ads and you will never have to do anything again because you'll be just drowning in, in customers throwing their money at you. Like, okay, yeah. You want me to tell you how many times I've picked up clients that have in good faith, done just that. And right. what, what have they gotten? $10,000 lighter in their bank account. So the marketing, you need to have your advisors, like knowing who to be talking to. Like, are you talking with somebody? Are you getting your advice from somebody who knows what it is that they're doing and is actually in it to help you? Most people, when especially when they're starting out, they get their business advice from their broke ass friends and family who have never even set foot in the arena. Tell us how you really feel. Okay. (laughs) I know I have a problem with like the ambiguity and stuff. I'll try to get over it. I apologize. (laughs) No. Hey, the blind leading the blind. Well, yeah. And it's, and, and a lot of the time it's like, it's not that their friends and family aren't well-meaning, but I'm going, if they've never played the game, they have no idea how to help you. And there are some that will literally deliberately try to sabotage you because they don't want to see you succeed because that would highlight the fact that they don't have the courage to step out of their 
rut right. and make a challenge or they're they're being um sucked in by all these there's there's a lot of people out there that are really good at selling things but the delivery just doesn't exist there's a lot of con artists out there and yes. what i'm really loving seeing now is with all the ai now and because i'm i'm a business coach and stuff i see all these ads on social media well um, sign up with me and I'll show you how you can use AI. And in a weekend, you can put together a course and just start selling. And you do like 10% of the work and the AI does uh, 90%. And, and you're just, it's your gravy train. And I'm going, um, artificial intelligence is wonderful and it can be a great tool, but it never will replace real intelligence. Because right. we see the AI all the time and they make all sorts of mistakes. AI is the stuff that will put together, okay, a guy is, is underweight to the point of being dangerously thin and we have to send a nurse out to make sure he's not starving to death because it can't figure out that he has one leg amputated at the hip. That's, that's what AI will do. Real intelligence would go, um, actually, he's fine. He's just missing a leg, so it works out. Right, right, right. So, if I, I do... and, oh, I'm sorry. And oh. I was just going to say, um, I I heard someone talk about that before, and you're right. Some of these coaches out there, they just took a course to teach to learn how to teach you <laughs> how to sell you. They took a course on how to yep. sell you. They really can't teach you what it takes to have a successful business. They're just train in how to sell to you and you bought it like you said some yeah. like five ten thousand dollars later they still haven't moved anywhere no they haven't moved anywhere and there there's and and not Disney because there's 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 a lot of 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 very good people out there but i also see a lot it's like it's like the equivalent of a of of, of a 20 year old um coming after me a woman in menopause going i will teach you how to get in shape like it's so easy and stuff like that and we'll make it as i'm going Oh, sweetheart, do you know, like, when you're 20, you can live on, like, Twinkies and margaritas, <laughs> you can get two and a half hours of sleep, and, and, and like, your exercise routine is walking um, from the car into the Starbucks. Like, don't talk to me. About, like, come back to me when you've had some kids, and, <laughs> like, you're not sleeping, and, oh, my God, you look at a bag of chips, and your ass has grown three sizes. <laughs> Then talk to me. Wow. You have to earn some real life experience on some things. Right. Now they want to talk to me about social media and how to set this stuff up. Oh my God, I'm all over it because they're the ones that know this stuff. Right. My learning curve is quite steep on like, how do I do all this social media stuff? Because it's, it's not my world. So are they appropriate people? Do you know how to go through and figure out if somebody actually knows what they're talking about or if they're just talking out of their backside? Okay, okay. next one, financials. And this is, this is the number one area where business owners abdicate their responsibility as quickly as possible. They think that, <laughs> that looking after their numbers is scary. And unless I've got so much sales coming in, I don't even want to look at the bank account and they they neglect the bookkeeping or they pass it off to somebody as quickly as possible and they're missing all of the beautiful stories 
that their numbers can tell them where they can grow their business and make better choices and help more people. So I teach them how do they go through and number one, get comfortable and friendly with their numbers and then use those numbers to help them grow their business. Then we teach them about systems. Systems are what make it a business because if you are the person who has to do everything because it's all in your head, guess what? You don't have a business. You have a job that you own and can't get rid of. And your success will destroy you because then you're just doing more and more work and it's taking more and more time and you will burn out. Like you can't keep going like that forever. So we teach them, okay, how do you go about setting up all the different systems? And you pick them and you go through and like, how do you do it? Like with my financial planning business, I get through like six to 10 times the amount of work that other agents do because I've been building my systems for 30 years. So things it's like, it took me a lot longer to get going because I wasn't just doing it, even though I like could do it like that. I'm going, I want to create the systems so that as I grow, because I'm lazy and I don't want to keep doing this much work that the systems can take care of a lot of that. So you're putting together your systems. Then you need to understand cash flow. And you need to understand profit. You need to absolutely have both. You need to understand the difference and you need to grow both. When you have all eight of those pieces, your chances of success are drastically improved. You're missing one or more of those. It's just how hard are you going to crash and how much is it going to cost you? Right, right. I love that. I love that. So you mentioned, you know, your relationship with your friends and family you've been in the game for a minute how has that changed over the over the years you've been an entrepreneur oh that is a wonderful question because it changed it changed an awful lot um big big one with my mom because my mom uh very much an employee type she worked at the same hospital for 42 years before she retired and i worked at four different companies before i started my own and she had a, a panic attack because my, my, my first job in financial services was, was, was with a very large, well-known company in Canada. And I was literally, like the, the week that I gave my notice, they were telling me, okay, now you're old, like you're, you're hitting that 20-year-old mark. Now you have to sign up for our pension and stuff. So send us your paperwork and that. And I'm going, well, I would, but I'm just, I'm actually giving you my notice because I'm leaving. <laughs> what? And my mom was like panicking. She's like, it's got a pension and all of this stuff. It's safe. And I'm going, but I'm not happy. And then, so even when I would change jobs, my mother would go into panic mode. So when I told her, no, um, I got fired and I'm not looking for another job. I'm, I'm going into sales, mom. She was like in full panic mode. Like she's picturing me and my husband living on the streets and everything. <laughs> and, and now my mom, it, it, it took me nine years um, of having my own business before my mom would even become a client. And even then she'd still like question everything because mm-hmm. she changed my diapers. What in the world could I possibly know about anything <laughs> where now she trusts me. She asks me everything. My mom will send her friends. Like you need to talk to Tammy. She's the one that can help you out. She knows what she's talking about. And with our circle of friends and that, 
like we had a, a, a good tight circle of friends um, when I started my business that we'd been spending, like we would see regularly for the few years before. And my first two years in business were quite challenging because number one, I hadn't been actively planning it. Like I said, I decided in the moment I was getting fired that, okay, I'm finally going to do this. So I didn't have anything prepared. And I went from having like a decent paying job where you get every two weeks, the money comes in where when you're an entrepreneur, you eat what you kill. You don't kill, you don't eat. <laughs> and you have to learn how to go out there and make the sales. And even when you make the sale, like, okay, when's that going to get paid? Like you might make the sale, but then you've got to go through all the process and that could literally take months. And then there were times, especially in the beginning where I would like, okay, I've made the sale. Everything's closed. It's been delivered. I need to get paid. Payday comes up and I'm not paid. So I get a hold of head office and they go, oh, well, somebody at head office, they forgot to press a button. So don't worry. It will be there next month. Everything's going to be okay. I'm going, yeah. Can you talk to my mortgage company? Because yeah, you got paid even though you forgot to press the button, but I didn't. How am I supposed right. to deal with this? And I was going, I don't want to just go out and do the same thing that everybody else does. I want to build something that I can be proud of, that is valuable, that really helps people. So I was creating everything from scratch. And my first two years in business, I maybe made about $24,000. So that averages to $1,000 a month. But guess what? You didn't, I didn't get paid a thousand dollars every month consistently. Right. And it was really, really stressful. And like I said, I started my business and then I got pregnant basically. And that was not a fun experience. And so I'm trying to go through the joys of pregnancy and starting a new business. And it was stressful. And I'm married to a wonderful man. We're going to be 26 years here in July, but he's an employee. And it was really stressful for him. And it was, it was so challenging and our friends that went through that with us. And like I said, we were fairly open. These are our friends. We were going, I'm looking for support and stuff. But after about the two year mark, I had all my stuff going and I got really good at killing. Like ice was making a hundred thousand plus a year. Like I haven't made less than a hundred grand in um, 19 years. And they would go to me. Yeah. But like I said, I worked my butt off for those first two years and it was really stressful. And they would look at me and like, oh, you're so lucky. And I'm going, are you kidding me? Like, do you forget like all the stuff that I went through? Like they'd be jealous because they have to put in a time off request or holidays and stuff like that. And I'm going, "Um, if I need time off, I don't book appointments with clients. Like that's easy. And they, they, for them, it was all about luck. Right. Mm-hmm. And I love these people. I'm still friends with all of them. We don't socialize that much anymore. A lot of them are still my clients, <laughs> but I can't talk to them about anything other than their lives. And okay, what's going like my daughter's in university and this is what she's taking. If I try to talk to them about anything that I'm doing, I might as well be speaking Klingon for the way they look at me. Cause like, <laughs> they just don't get it. It's a completely different mindset. And so within those first two years that I was in business, I started getting to know a lot more 
small business owners and fellow entrepreneurs, and we would get together and talk and, and I would learn from them and share what I've learned and we would support one another. And I have a few of them. I say one of the most important things, and this comes back to your advisory team, you need to have a business 911 number. Right. And that's somebody, okay, when you're having the rough days and we all have the rough days, I still have them after like being in business for over 21 years now where you're just going, oh crap, this just sucks. Everything's going wrong. Like it would be so much easier to go, like I can get myself a really good high paying job and I wouldn't have to deal with all of this crap and all the stress could be on somebody else and I could just focus. Then you need to have somebody that you can phone them up and go, hi, beautiful. Do you have a minute? I need to vent. (laughs) (laughs) And they go, yep, I have that moment or no, can we talk another time? Because I'm just going into something. And then, okay, then you you let it all out (laughs) safely to somebody and they love and support you and give you suggestions if you need, but remind you while you're doing it, give you the swat on the butt and send you back out again. I can't talk. I love my husband. I could never, ever do that with him because it would just stress him to death. (laughs) Right. Because he's thinking about the impact of what you're going through financially and everything and and all of that stuff and he like i said he is he is like a dream employee he is not an entrepreneur never will be doesn't mean there's anything wrong with him but we work together well but i can't i could never ever talk to him about that stuff because it would it wouldn't it wouldn't relieve my stress it would increase it and it would put (laughs) him into panic mode (laughs) i totally understand that well what do you know now that you wish you had known 20 years ago all the stuff that I teach people. That, that's, that's the number oh. one reason why I do what I, why I do what I do. Because I go, if I could go back and talk to me one year before I started my business. And here's the thing. I went into starting my business in a much, much better position than the vast majority of people. But there was still mm. so much stuff that I had to learn the hard, painful way in the arena. And all of that stuff. So I'm going, if I could go back and talk to me one year before I started so that, okay, Tammy, you're going to be starting your business because you're going to be fired. It's going to be wonderful. But this is the stuff that you need to start getting in place beforehand. And I would have taken my my two years of pain and literally put it down to a month. Mm. So it's, it's all of that stuff. That's why I teach what I do. I am not a specialist. Like there's the, the, the big thing that we see across the board is you need to have, you need to niche down. You work on one thing for one type of client. And I'm going, well, that's an ologist. Like we all have health and we all need doctors. Everybody needs a good basic family doctor that helps them look after things, help them figure out when they need to be going to somebody where everybody that's out there is, is, is specializing in becoming an ologist. They're an oncologist. They're a proctologist. They're a podiatrist. They're an ophthalmologist. Well, I'm going, I'm not, I have a body and things aren't working well. Well, well, okay. I need to go see the oncologist. Okay. That's going to be a few thousand dollars, but I don't have cancer or I don't know if I have cancer. So is that, we're going to be, okay. Now, now I'm going to go, I still haven't fixed my problem. Things still aren't working well. Okay. Well now maybe I should go to the ophthalmologist and I'll spend thousands of dollars over there. And then that's not working. Okay. Maybe I need a cardiologist. And actually what you needed is, is, is you needed to stop eating something that's not working so well for you. And you need to go to bed before three o'clock in the morning. So you get some sleep. 
Well, right. a good family doctor will, okay, this is simple. They know what's going on where you spent like thousands upon thousands of dollars going to a few different ologists and now you're out of money and you haven't got your problem fixed. Right. They needed a general practitioner to help. And then and when that's when they can reach down. have a need for specialists. Like I said, I am not a Facebook ad specialist or different things mm-hmm. like that. I have those types of people in my world going, okay, yeah, we've got your stuff. You really do need to get going on this. Then we can refer you to your specialist and help you get that right. help. Where if you're doing it the right. other way around, you're not going to survive. And all you put out is a lot of money and frustration. And it's not That's even true. anything against the, the, the specialists, but there's so many of them out there that their number one, if not only concern is, can I get them to pay me? Not, is it appropriate for them? Is this something that's going to work in their budget? Is this something that's actually going to help them for where they are? Or should they be coming and seeing me in a year once they've got things to a place where, yeah, now this can really help them. And that just really, really breaks my heart because I've I've taken on so many clients where that's what they've done. And they're going, I'm still, yeah, they offered payments, but I'm still paying them $1,000 a month for this course that I paid for. And I'm mm-hmm. stressing about, okay, mortgage, or payment for this course that I took that didn't really help me because it wasn't right for me where I was. Right, right, right. And you know, as a graphic designer, that's why I had to kind of pivot because at one point in time, I was doing logos, just, you know, just logos. I wasn't doing the full branding. And after having several clients where it's like, wait a minute, they really need more than just a logo they need the full branding package and and even within that it's not just the visual they need to understand their mission and their target audience so it's even deeper than that and so that's why I pivoted you know because people really do they think okay well I just need a logo I just need graphic designer no you actually need more than that I even tell people when it comes to web design I'm like some I've had some clients where they actually they paid a um programmer but it wasn't pretty well that's because they're not a graphic designer the graphic designer doesn't make it look pretty so you actually needed somebody that could do both or pay two separate people but there a lot of people don't realize that that sometimes you need that general person to help figure out well they don't know what they don't know they don't know what they don't know they hear about this they understand this little bit and so they'll i i need this it's like i say it's like you're building your you're building a house and you're talking to somebody that will help you decorate your living room so that it's absolutely beautiful, but you only have one wall, half a roof, and no floor. <laughs> let's let's build the the the, the boring behind the scenes structural stuff so right. that heaven forbid a slight breeze comes in and you're not being <laughs> eaten by the big bad wolf because your house isn't even made out of straw, sweetheart. <laughs> right, right, right. And you know, I say that all the time about this uh, seven strings of income that people focus on. It's like they're grabbing, somebody out there put it out there that you need it. And so everybody's grabbing everything. And I always tell them, I say, honey, you, you got one stream, a trickle and a drip. You do not have multiple streams. <laughs> you really don't because it's a, you haven't established fully established one to, so that it can run on its own and then you can move to something else you know and they're just grabbing everything so yeah I even say that for that as well well they're being sold magic bullets 
because that's it, it we're, we're raised in this society where everything is instant gratification you just need to find spend the money on this one thing and your life is going to be perfect and wonderful and you will be an overnight success you know overnight successes take 20 bloody years yeah 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 and and on the very rare occasion where it happens we hear all about it and we hear all about it because it that is very much the exception Great. nobody want like everybody wants to watch the olympian get to the podium but they don't yeah. want to be putting in the six hours a day starting at four o'clock in the morning going right. to the pool or the gym or the track and doing the training and the boring drills right. and having to eat egg whites and washed cottage cheese they don't want to go <laughs> through that and you don't have to be that strict but it's right. it's the slow it's the slog i love reading and learning about stuff and and all the stuff that i've personally gone through and what i've seen with my clients and all of this stuff the ones that survive are the gritty ones mm-hmm. the flashy mm-hmm. ones they ne- they don't make it because right. they don't have the substance because the moment you hit a, a blip or or any obstacle they don't know how to deal with it right they right. have they haven't built up those muscles i'm going let's start slow let's start realistic like you're not going to be competing on Usain Bolt's level when you're two years old. It's impossible. <laughs> so let's start with like, okay, let's make sure you don't like put yourself with a huge dent in your forehead as you're falling down, learning how to walk. Let's, let's work on that <laughs> stuff first. Then we'll build you up. And some things you're going to learn an awful lot faster. I know um, my daughter was walking around one year. I have a client, their baby was walking at eight months. I have other clients, their baby wasn't walking to 18 months. Right. All of them were right, but they were doing different things. So it's like, where are you? Where do you need the support? Right. And do yeah. you have somebody? And, and the other thing that's driving me nuts is all of this stuff, it's, it's online. You can access it anytime you want and you have access to everything under the sun. Well, let's be honest. How many people actually complete any of it? Yeah. I, I, there's one course I'm, I've, it's, it's supposed to be a six week course. It's wonderful. It's absolutely brilliant. Love it to pieces. I started it three years ago. You know how many weeks I've gotten through? Four. Four. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. That, and that's the good part. That's you know, it's right. not because there's anything wrong with the course, but because it's online and I have lifetime access to it and I get right. everything else keeps getting in the way. Right. Because in life where I'm going, I do all of my stuff live it is a set time on your calendar so number one you show up number two here's the other thing you can ask questions because there's so many times where i'm going well yeah but this isn't working it's there's something wrong if i could just ask somebody a question but no it's all online and you just watch the video well the video is missing a point right and then Mm -hmm. people will get frustrated Mm -hmm. we need to have that that community we need to be able to interact and if it's not a set time on your schedule with external things going, you need to show up or somebody's going to notice, what are the chances you're going to finish it? Slim and none. Yeah, I have one out of my uh, four certifications. I have one that I have not finished because of that. Because of that. I, I mean, I was maybe maybe halfway through and it's just that you know, stuff happened and it's just like, but I did finish the other ones, but yeah, I totally agree there. Well, it, and like I said, the, the one course that I'm talking about, it is absolutely brilliant. It is wonderful, but because I can keep putting it aside and other things mm-hmm. get in the way, we're human. 
Right. We're human and we we need we need those support. So that comes back to the hold your hand and kick your ass. <laughs> I love it. Which you do very well. <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious, like what's the worst thing? Like when you had to be that that accountability expert, what's the worst thing that happened to you as far as in your entrepreneurial journey? Uh with me personally? Um yeah. Just within the journey. Like a, cl- a client or a, you know, one of your customers. Well there like- there were definitely a few things that I, I had I had to learn the hard way. I'm 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 a person I don't make a lot of mistakes. I'm I'm pretty good at that because I'm very cautious and conservative. Like I, I'm for taking risk, but I'm pretty good at but if I'm going to make a mistake, it's gonna be a big one. It's gonna be a really big one. <laughs> wow. And 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 I, I had one. I made the mistake of going into an office space. Um, I was I was sharing. I, I was kind of pushed by somebody I thought was a friend at the time, and I was supporting her. And I trusted her, and I didn't do the the absolutely necessary due diligence on my own before I agreed and went into this space with her. And it ended up being the biggest, most painful, expensive mistake of my life and my business. It mm-hmm. almost bankrupted me because mm-hmm. what I was told it was going to cost and what it actually ended up costing was four times the difference. Oh, wow. And things like, she uh, we'll share costs. You pay me for my receptionist and I'll have the phone system and all of this stuff and it will save you money. It'll be better. And because I trust her. Yep. But I found out after everything blew up and I moved out that literally the receptionist I was paying for was telling my the people that were phoning in to me to fuck off. And I'm not wow. even like, I'm not exaggerating. Like I had people tell me as soon as I moved out, oh, it's so good that you're out of there. I'd phone in and the, the receptionist would tell me to fuck off and hang up on me. I'm going, are you kidding me? Why didn't you tell me this? Well, because yeah. I thought you were friends with the person that you were renting from and I didn't. And I'm finding out all of this stuff. And it was just, it took me 10 years to recover from that. Wow. Like that was, but the stuff that I learned, I'm going, I got a very painful Harvard education out of that experience. Like all the things <laughs> that I learned from that. And I'm going now when people come talk to me, okay, let me, let me tell you about, okay, here's where I made mistakes. And then mm-hmm. if I had to do the same thing over again, here's what I would do differently. Here's right. the questions I would be asking. So I'm going, I can save you all the pain and suffering that I went through. And here's the stuff that my clients have made mistakes on and the things that we've learned. Right. We we need to learn from our own mistakes, but it's even better to learn from other people's. Right. 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 I love that. Well, you've definitely told us a lot about your journey and some great tips on what business owners need. So what's your one final piece of advice for brand new entrepreneurs? Find yourself a really good business coach, trainer, teacher that is practical and that will work where you are. And just because somebody comes with a super high ticket price doesn't mean that they're good or that they're good for you. They could be perfectly fine for somebody else, but not what you need right now. Like, do they have real experience? Can they help you out? And here's the other thing. Do they actually care about seeing you succeed or are you picking up? They just want money from you. 
I love that. I love that. That's great. That's <laughs> awesome. Well, it has truly been a pleasure. You it's a lot of information and laughs today. Thanks so much. And do us a favor, tell our listeners how they can get in contact with you, how they can sign up to be a uh have you as their coach. Get their ass kicked. Yeah, get their ass kicked. <laughs> well, they can always go to my website, which is ksabusiness.ca, which is for Canada, not California. So ksabusiness.ca. And I do offer um, a free discovery call so you can actually talk to me and we can we can figure out and I, I would love to help people. My, my, my area of expertise is, like I said, the newbies. I've worked mm-hmm. with tradespeople, professionals, retail shops, restaurants, breweries, uh, alternative health network, like anybody that's willing to put in the work. There, there, there is no magic bullet. There is no waving the magic wand and everything's working. It's, it's step-by-step, day-by-day work. Right. But we can help that. you survive. I love that. And what about social media? Can they find you? Uh, social media, best place to find me is Instagram. And then that's at ksa.business. Okay. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. It's been my pleasure to join you. <laughs> Are you an entrepreneur or a small business owner? Or is your target audience entrepreneurs or business owners? Then we definitely have a spot for you. Become an advertiser or an actual guest on our podcast. We are still informed and we'd love to have you a part of our team. Send an email to info at entrepreneurshiphappens.com and we'll get right back to you and get you all scheduled and on our list. See you then. Well, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode and took a lot of notes on Tammy's methods. Next week, join us as we talk to Eve Mozan, one of our favorite episodes. She will tell us about her journey, how she came from the trailer park to owning multiple businesses, including dealing with dog do. <laughs> Enjoy. See you next week. Bye.